0: Welcome back, pool fans from across the country and around the world. You're listening to American Billiard Radio. My name is Mr. Bond. I'll be your host again this week. It is April the 16th, 2015. And in the headlines this week, you know, Earl Strickland. Boy, that guy, he can't go too long without winning something. He takes another undefeated title at the Predator Pro Ram Tour. Um, Yeah. You know, he, it's it's hard to stop him when he gets on a roll. Brandon Schuff, as a matter of fact, also had a good week. He won the Maryland State Nine Ball Championship. And, as a matter of fact, Allison Fisher pulled him aside this afternoon and had a little talk with him. So stick around for that. And who else? Well, you know, Jasmine just took the women's 14 1 title at the European Championships. She's got to be pretty proud of herself. That was a good job. Uh, Tough field for that. And, you know, the Americans have got something else to worry about now when it comes to the Moscone Cup. The Euros have picked a new coach, Marcus Schmatt. He's got, uh, you know, he's got a couple of notches in his belt, as it were. So um, we had Mark Cantrell talk to Marcus about uh, his strategy His plan to dominate <laughs> I i kid But uh, yeah, so we got to talk to the new Euro coach And I spent a couple of minutes Talking to Sam Diep From uh, the Billiard Education Foundation And uh, we discussed How exactly The team of juniors Is going to be selected For the new event That's inaugural this year The uh, Atlantic Challenge Cup. So stick around for that. And then first, we're going to hit you up with a a little bit of one-minute pool instruction. We'll be right back after this.
1: Hi, I'm Scott Lee. And Randy G. And welcome to the one-minute pool instructor. This week we're going to talk about some of those wild aiming methods out there, Randy. Yeah, tell us about there's
2: some there's of them. There's a lot of them. You know, over the last ten years now, there's been four or five that have really come up, and uh, I think uh, we should cover a couple of them just to see what's going on. So, I think so too. So. The question is, why are there so many aiming methods, Scott? <laughs>
1: because there's so many people, Randy. Yeah. We're yeah. all different.
2: Yeah, what, visual? Huh? Some of us are analytical. Some yeah. of us know math. Some yeah. of us see things very good. So not every aiming system is built for um, everybody. I think all the aiming systems that I know, Scott, all boil back down to the same thing. They all boil back down to you have to put the cue ball there, To pocket the ball, which we've called forever "ghost ball." Oh yeah, you know, and and Jerry Bryce said, uh, "What golly, forty? Sorry, Jerry, forty years ago, or better." Yeah. Uh, was teaching the ghost ball mm-hmm. and, and uh, I still see it taught today so there's there's got to be a lot of faith in the ghost ball. It's a very visual aiming system but well, you know something? It's an easy thing to teach. We were doing that yesterday right here in Dallas, weren't yes, we? we were. A little bit yeah. yes, and, it, we were. and it made
1: sense to the student and that's the most important thing is that whatever aiming method you wish to utilize it has to make sense to you and you have to have an accurate repeatable
2: stroke. Yeah the stroke is more important than the aim. But, but then after you get your stroke developed, then the aim has to be there. Sure. So so uh, the ghost ball. How about uh, uh, Stan has got uh, pro one? Is that correct?
1: Yep. CTE pro
2: one. Yeah. And, and I teach uh, Hal Hul's version of CTE. Yep. And I believe Stan. Which we got, call Sam. Yeah. No, we call that. Oh, S- that's a, offset. Yeah. Uh, um, is that what you're talking about? No. 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 Sam. Sam is a, aiming by the numbers. Okay. Um, CTE in in our school is is called Same same Aim. Same Aim, okay. That's because we start the same place all the time on every shot. and finish
1: the same place. I mean, Hal
2: Hul was a genius. Um, The three things I learned from Hal Hul are true 30 years later. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I just... So anyway, we got Stan's Pro-1. I like that. Mm-hmm. I actually use CTE 95% of my game, which is probably the same thing as Pro-1. I don't know that. Maybe mm-hmm. Pro-1 is better. I don't know that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will tell you this. If Pro-1 is better than CTE, I'm going to go learn it because Pro uh, CTE is great. It is. I like, I like Sam myself. Yeah, aiming by the numbers. It's kind of a unique system that the school developed uh, 25, 30 years ago. And it took the ghost ball and numbered each ghost ball. And so you could walk up to a shot and just say, oh, this is a number three, this is a number four, and just shoot it, and and you're always on target, yeah. Well, I find a lot
1: of students that really identify
2: with that aiming method. Well, it's one of the rudiments of aiming, you know? And and, uh, whether you're visual or or conceptual or whatever, you have to find something that fits. Right. And then, uh, you know? Uh, just the other day, I, I taught a master instructor, uh, the one-tip offset aiming, and uh, he was very open-minded. He should better be. He's a master, and great
1: master instructor. Well, isn't that what makes a great instructor, to be open-minded? Oh, yeah, great Always instructors are great new. students.
2: Sure. Um, he and uh, uh, he asked me about some of this aiming stuff, and uh, I showed him that one-tip offset, and within 15 minutes, he was running 40 and 50 balls in straight pool with it. Now, he could run 40 or 50 balls with any system. That's how good he is. <laughs> but he was using an offset. So, I don't know. You know, it all depends on what you get to. Uh, I teach six different aiming systems in school, but I don't mean each student gets to get six of them. Yeah. Um, you got to find the one that's right for each student. What's your opinion about aiming by feel? Because that's a legitimate aiming. Oh, I, I think, uh, well, I think once you have an aiming system established in your system, or an aiming method, um, I think it all turns into feel. Yeah. I, I mean, you don't know, open a book and say this is shot number forty-eight, or uh, you just you know it. So all aiming systems become subconscious; they they turn into feel. Sure. So yeah, I think um, that's why when you ask an old timer how he aims, he might look at you kind of blank, like, "I just shoot it in." Yeah, I just shoot it in. But in the beginning, if he had if he had the capability of going back and researching his own Uh, brain there, he had to study somehow, some way, an aiming method. So, uh, you know, I I like them all. I think anybody who jumps up and down and says that they're they're voodoo or or the one system (laughs) fits all, uh, you know, it's just... uh, Well, if it
1: works for them, good for them.
2: There, that's it. If it works for you, it works for you, but don't expect it to work for everybody. So, anyway. I,
1: I find it funny that There's still, no matter what, there's still that very small segment of the pool population out there that's always looking for the magic aiming bullet.
2: I don't know if there is one. I don't think there is. No, no, the magic stroke, maybe. But (laughs) you clean your stroke up and and aiming seems to get a little better. Yes, it does. Listen, uh, this has been the One Minute Pool
1: Instructor. I'm Scott Lee. I'm Randy G. And we'll see you next week on American Billiard Radio.
0: Okay so I'm on the phone with uh, Sam Dieppe from uh, the Billiard Education Foundation and we're talking about uh, the upcoming Atlantic Challenge Cup, uh, the new event this year for the for the juniors an exciting event no less with uh, the Moscone type format and everything And um, my questions are first of all Sam, how are you today?
3: I'm great. thanks for having hi everybody.
0: Then my first question is uh, about the team selection process um, we talked a little bit uh, about the event with uh, Rob and Shane and uh, sort of went over the format and whatnot. so just for the listeners um, you guys are requesting um, six player um, what's the word I'm looking for uh, a nomination of six players from various uh, um, leagues and organizations, and then from the six that they submit as their nominations. um, My first question is, uh, if you can answer it, who's going to be making the decisions as far as a board is concerned, and what kind of criteria are they going to be basing their, their final six on?
3: Sure, absolutely, um, and, and that's a legitimate and very valid and uh, good question. We have assembled a, um, a committee for the Atlantic Challenge Cup selection process, and I am not a part of this committee. I actually, have my hands pretty full at the moment, and quite a few things on my plate. Sure. Um, we have a like not to name the committee, um, mainly because we didn't really want players and organizations kind of lobbying to those. Um, Mm. committee members to uh, pull for their players, Um, and we also, um, outside of our our captain, um, whom we have not uh, officially announced yet, um, she is actually on our board. Um, Outside of her, there is no other uh, board member, BF board member, that is on this committee. Okay. Um the committee is actually still uh forming as we speak. I think we're still adding in uh, a couple a couple additional people, but Um, Our current timeline is, uh, yesterday, as you know, was not only tax day, but it was also the deadline to receive nominations from the various organizations.
4: Um,
3: And just to list the ones that have made submissions and that we've been working with, um, in alphabetical order, it's the ACS, ACUI, APA, BEF, um, CSI, Superbillaries Expo, Events, TAP, and the VNEA. So all of those various uh, youth. Organizations and um, and event promoters have all been very cooperative and worked together and been very excited and asked a lot of questions and stuff like that. So, sure, yeah. um, so they all got their submissions in to me uh, yesterday, and um, over the next ten days or so, our committee will be reviewing those nominees and um, and their bios and photos and um, and and stats and uh, making a a, a great. Um, making a good decision to select the best possible team that we can to represent our country
0: for okay. this event. Okay, so we won't necessarily know who the committee is going to be, right? But the final the committee is unnamed at this point, correct? Okay, okay. Is now is that something like you said? Are you just going to keep that sort of under wraps, or uh, f- all the time, or is it just? I know that what you were saying before about <laughs> about yeah uh, you know, people. Trying to uh, lobby for this person or that person, but do we get to find out eventually who they are?
3: I can't really answer that question one way or the other. I have a board that I report to, you, okay. and um, you know, uh, my board and, and I are the ones that ultimately um, sort of make these decisions together. Okay. The um, we've been tasked by the Billiard Congress of America to administer this selection process. Right. Um, you know, this this ultimately is. Um, an event that without them would not be possible and um, so we're honored to to take on this role Mm -hmm. and um, we're gonna you know do the best that we can to um, to make sure that this event continues on each year and um, currently right now we have enough funding to um, to to send the players for um, the first year for sure and and most of second year, so we are still, um, you know, looking for funding options to make sure that we have enough of the, um, funding to produce the event for next year when it's sure. in the U.S. and then for right. ongoing years
0: after that. So. Right. And is there um, uh, is there a set sort of criteria that you're looking for with the players, or is it just sort of a go by feel um, type of thing? Like, you know, how is your committee going to make that deci- those decisions?
3: Sure, sure. So, um, currently the, the information that we are seeking from the nominees, um, you know, outside of their age, making sure they fit into the, the requirements, age requirements, um, which has been extended to 19 and under, so they must be um, born. In 1996 or later, um, we also take into consideration their um, academic standing, so we want to make sure that we, you know, not only are they a choir, but they're also a good representation of sure, um, yes. a, an, a model student athlete um, right. representing our country. We want to take into consideration their experience, um, what sort of major states. National and world events they've played in, and their their um their placement in those events, the total number of years played. Um, the and I'm just reading through the criteria, which is also posted on a website. But, um, is you know any instructors or coaches that they've worked with? Any recommendation letters from those people, um, or any other uh, team sports that they participate in, and any other mm-hmm. league affiliations? Okay. We also ask. Or um, total number of hours that they practice on a weekly basis, the, the table size, um, you know, that that they mm, usually play in. So okay. I mean, that's a that's a big one too. I mean, a sure. lot of these kids may have had um, a lot of success in um, junior events, but maybe those events are primarily on seven foot tables, and maybe that's what they practice most on. So right, right. this event is um, nine ball nine foot tables and
0: nice
3: so it's important that they're they're comfortable with that um yeah, yeah. playing in those environ in that environment um, also yeah. to you know we'd like to know what kind of experience they have traveling overseas if they have a valid passport because that's going to take additional time as well to secure those things
0: yes yes it does they're not real fast with the passports <laughs> i know
3: <laughs> <laughs> they can or cannot be it just kind of depends i guess it goes in waves
0: yeah okay well, no. That's that sounds very reasonable and, and understandable. You, you obviously want to make sure that, uh, like you said, that they're a good representative and they're experienced, and that and obviously we want to win, right? <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. We Want to field the best team that's going to represent our country and and do the best um, that they can, and also to give us the best chance to to win the event. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited for these kids. I mean, it's such a great time to be a kid playing pool right now. I've booked 40 state championships this year, um, in wow. you know, in, in 30 plus different states, and we've got state championships qualifiers. Um, we're expecting our largest field ever this year at our junior nationals this year, which is um, going to be in August. And awesome. Um, and I'm really excited for these kids. We um, formal announcement for when the the, the Selected team uh, team players will be will be on May fourth. Okay, so, um, excellent.
0: Just, you know, excellent. Just
3: keep your eyes out for that. And um, during that time, you know, will be the the selection committee will be um, going through the reviewing the bios and information, and also contacting players and making sure that um, you know they're the first ones to know before <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the general public. <laughs> <laughs> And then um, you know, and then of course in that mix and part of the reason why there are no BEF um, board members on that committee is because we are also listed among that organization and we're throwing in our our pick of the six as well. So, um, oh. and but we're we're just using our top finisher, So it's a pretty um, straightforward um, nomination um, for us. We're just. You know the top six finishers from our our junior nationals. I think we did um, the winner from the the two girls divisions and the fourteen under division, and then the top three finishers from the mm-hmm. boys uh, eighteen and under division. So,
0: wow! So did, that was our six. Did you say forty state qualifiers? State
3: championships. Yeah, or state championships. So I'm sorry, State yeah. championship this year. Yeah. Um, I think this is uh, a, a record.
0: Wow. Um, yeah. But
3: we've got, yeah. And I've been, you know, I've been kind of putting a buzz out there for some of the states that we don't have events in. Um, so if, yeah, so there should be pretty much something near just about every kid that wants to.
0: Yeah. No, that's um, any kid great. That
3: wants to qualify for nationals has a chance to, there's no more excuses. Yeah.
0: There so. you go. No, that is outstanding. That is outstanding. Thank I, you. I knew, I, I knew that the, that they were, you know the numbers were jumping up. I didn't realize it was quite that many. That is absolutely great. That is thank
3: you, thank you very much.
0: I mean, wow! I don't even know what to say to that. That's awesome. That's really cool. <laughs> well, I mean, thanks uh, for taking the time. Uh, you've answered everything that uh, I wanted to get out there as far as uh, the selection process and and the date, uh, the deadline, or the the team, the final announcement. Yeah. I guess is what I meant to say. <laughs>
3: Easy for you to say. I know. <laughs> um, and you know, if you uh, if you'd like to follow up with, uh, follow up with me after we announce. Um, the the team. I'd be happy to get you contact information, um, and um, it would be great if you you know wanted to do some interviews with oh, the, the kids gut,
0: well, yes, that that's selected Yes, absolutely. I would love to. I think that would be okay. super duper. And uh, yes, I will be definitely getting back with you. May fourth is going to be an interesting day for for that reason. And there's also a new pool program coming on. It's uh, premiering that day too. So that's going to be interesting. Oh,
3: okay. Fun.
0: it's All um right. it's it's called the hustlers is what it's called the
3: hustlers i was gonna say is it the hustlers because they just contacted me yesterday for some uh um information as well
0: So <laughs> that's funny oh really yeah that's supposed to be their premiere date on the fourth too so we're gonna have our ears oh. to the ground on that okay. day that's awesome cool well thanks sam all for right. everything i appreciate all the information and and certainly keep up all the good work this is this is just like you said it's a good time to be a junior and uh you thanks know
3: for your help um spreading the word
0: hey no problem it. no problem whatsoever anytime you guys need anything just give me a call
3: terrific thank all right.
0: you have a great weekend
5: Hey everybody, welcome to Pool on the Grind here on AmericanBilliardRadio.com. I'm your host, Allison Fisher of NYCGrind.com, and I am very happy to be here at the 2015 Super Billiards Expo, joined by Brandon Schuff. How are you doing, Brandon?
6: Hi, Allison. Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Uh, Just uh, having a good time here. Uh, The tournament just kicked off today. I've had two winner side uh, matches that I won, so I'm feeling pretty good right now.
5: Who did you play in those matches, and uh, how did things play out for you?
6: Well, to be honest, I I drew one of my friends' first round, uh, Jeremy Saucy. He's uh, one of the one of the few guys that I really like, and uh, you know it's never good drawing guys you like, you know. But Mm -hmm. uh, we had a well fought battle. I was down four to one and five to two, and uh, I come back late in the set and squeak out a win, ten to eight. And then uh, the next match was against George Rodriguez, and I won that ten to eight as well. He's playing really good. I kind of got lucky to beat him, but, you know, that's the name of the game. You need some luck sometimes.
5: Yeah, absolutely, and they have a full field here, and for those of you that aren't familiar with it, this is the uh, Pro Ten Ball Championship here at the Expo, which is happening in Oaks, Pennsylvania, outside of Philly, and this is at the Philadelphia Expo Center. And it's a, what, 64-player field?
6: Yeah, there's 64 players, and it's a race to 10 alternate the breaks and it's oh. it's a weird it was weird rules because it's ten ball but it's not call shot ah. it's like slop nine ball
0: right. but it's
6: ten ball. But so ten it's, balls yeah mm-hmm. and and to be honest when i play that format i like that because you can free will a little more and when you have a kick shot like if you don't really see a kick safety you can kick hard and try to hope to slop something in or you know you can let your intuitive guide you more but when you play call shot ten ball you have to be very cautious and very particular. You know what I mean.
0: Yeah,
5: you have to play a lot tighter in, yeah. in that game for sure, and yeah, not right. really let down your guard so much. So what uh, what do you have coming up next for your for your
6: match? Uh, I play tomorrow. I don't even know who I got to play. I still got to go check the bracket. But uh, you know, um, I'm just here playing, and I'm and I'm having a lot of fun, and I've I've learned to. Uh, you know not put all my eggs in one basket and it's helping my pool game a lot because i'm freewilling a lot more and you know i'm not afraid to shoot as much and you know uh, uh... it's it's amazing and i notice other players you know some of them get caught in these ruts where they're trying way too hard and then some you know it looks like they don't try enough but if you pay attention the ones that don't try enough are the ones that look like they get get it done a little more so i've been experiencing you know with with uh... you know myself and learning how to play a little more freely So I'm just happy to be here, hanging out with everybody and seeing familiar faces everywhere. You know, like yourself and the NYC grind crew and everything. You know, but uh, just having a good time.
5: What do you like about coming here to the expo? I know it's a big event for everybody each year. For as as many people that can make it, they they want to get here.
6: Well, uh, I I used to like to come here for the action. You know, when I was coming up back in the day, it used to be really juicy here at the uh, Super Expo. But now it's like. uh, since i know a lot of people now my one of my most favorite things to look forward to is just to come here and mingle and do some laps after the matches and see all the familiar faces you know i mean i like to socialize a little bit here and there and uh... you know i really look forward to that more than anything it's not the gambling that i look forward to anymore You know, it's just not it's just quite not the same but uh, but you know i just I just love to come see everybody
5: yeah, it really is a special community The people that come back to a lot of these events that you see a lot of the same people and the vendors and the queue makers and it's a it's a nice feeling to have people that you you know you always come back and see and I always look forward to it this is uh, my eighth super billiards expo oh, wow. yeah been coming consecutively since 2008 so it's uh, yeah, I like
6: to call it, a lot of fun I like to call the pool world it's like the biggest smallest world out there you know it's like everybody knows everybody but then again it's a really big world right you know and uh, a lot most of everybody comes here you know this is where you can see the majority of that little Mm -hmm. big world you know
5: right and then you still have new people coming out of the woodwork too that either are coming from other countries or they're just new and and coming out so it's it's nice to see where people are at and you will figure out where their knowledge is, and where you can help them, or well, get, get, really have them cool. get more insight. That's,
6: that's really cool you say that because if you think about it, um, pool. Once you get great at pool, or once you have the talent, it's something that can stick with you until you're, you know, 60 years old or 70 years old. I mean, look at Parika; he got like third or fourth at the U.S. Open a couple years ago, and he's like 63 or 64 or something. Yeah. But uh, so you got the the older generations are still hanging around playing jam up pool and then you got all the generations before them and then the younger ones watching them come in it's not like you know a major league sport where you know you only got a few years to shine Mm -hmm. you know you need to go in there and get paid and then get out it's not like that in pool it's once you get in there you're stuck in it for longevity yeah (laughs) yeah i think that keeps us i think that helps keep us uh, a really big world you know so i think that's a really good thing
5: yeah, it really is sort of an everyman's sport where no matter what your age is, uh, you know, as long as you can reach the pool table, and then there are ways to work around that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's it's fun to see the multi-generational pool-playing families. That's right. It's uh, it's really cool. And of course, here they have the juniors' events, and then you get to see some of these kids who came up. I don't know if you ever played as a as a junior here. Yeah. But kids like uh, Skyler Woodward and uh, let's see, Nathan, Chris Bruner, Nathan. Oh, oh, Ch- oh yeah, Nathan, Nathan Childress he's
6: mm-hmm. uh, one of the up and coming guys I've got my eye on real, uh, real tight. He's from uh, the Richmond area, and uh, you know I've I've had the pleasure to play some with him and show him a few things. Mm-hmm. And uh, Thomas Dorsey, uh, the owner of Diamond Billiards, him and his mother Cindy Dorsey, they own the pool room out there. Thomas has been giving Nathan, you know, lessons for. Know, two to three years now, and his game has just improved so much. That kid's going to be a champ, I think, and uh, and he's growing real tall right now, so he's starting to reach all of them shots that he wasn't able to reach right. two years ago. So I'm really curious to to keep my eye on him this week and see how he does. I really want him to do well. But, uh, yeah, shout-out to Nathan. He's he's a great up-and-coming youngster.
5: That's cool. It's great to hear all the different stories and where where the kids come from Speaking of which, I know you had a uh, couple recent wins on the action pool tour. Is that correct?
6: Yeah, yeah. I actually, uh, I'm in the middle of a, a lucky streak right now, I guess I should call it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, it, it, it's, you have to be lucky to win any tournament, is what I feel like. But, you know, I just try to feel good about myself and pocket all the balls I shoot and see what happens. But I, uh, a few weeks ago, I won, I came back to town after i spent two months in florida and i was down there for a little while and then i played justin hall a big set of one pocket on a ten-foot table for ten thousand and uh... and he beat me pretty handily. he played an awesome set i was playing good that day but it just didn't go my way he played he played so good it was unreal so i lost that and then i come home and then i play the action pool tour event and uh... you know i've been absent from that for you know maybe a season or two but i won nine out of twelve of them A couple years ago when I was really around the area and then I come back to the action pool tour a few weeks ago and I win it undefeated no one got to the hill and that was like that felt really good once I went back and realized that I did that I was like oh okay that's kind of cool so then the next tournament the next weekend was the Maryland State Nine Ball on the big tables at Top Hat Hat and Baltimore and I won that tournament undefeated nobody got to the hill yeah. So then I was like, all right, well, let's make this a trend. So then the next tournament was another action pull tour event, and I go to that one and I win that one undefeated. Nobody got to the hill. Wow. So then I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna, I think this is the new me. So I go to the next tournament, which was the Maryland State Bar Table tournament, and that was this past weekend. And I had four Hill Hill matches there, but I still won the tournament. So I'm on a streak of like four wins right now, just. Feeling like, you know, I'm getting a little lucky and it's my time. So right. I just come in here with that good energy and see what happens, you know.
5: That's the right mentality to have, just to let, you know, let things happen the way they happen and not to stay attached to things that don't go your way. Just play, like you're saying, freewheeling. That's that's really when people's best games come
6: out. And that's right. It does, and it can come out of nowhere, you know. I mean, when you start that freewheeling, sometimes it don't work. But you're giving yourself the best chance of letting it show up, because if you tighten that wrist up and Mm -hmm. you know, you know, and you get under that pressure and you start to compact your stroke a little bit, you know, all of a sudden them long shots are gonna, things are gonna get a lot tougher, you know.
5: Right. Yeah, absolutely. I know you mentioned the Maryland State Championships that was directed by Steve and Nicole Fleming, right? Yeah. Just want to give a a shout out to them. They're really uh really two great people in the pool community and do a lot
6: yeah they really are i tell you steve and nicole uh i've been playing pool with them pretty much since i was a kid and uh, they've been in my area the whole time so i kind of came up with them you know in the pool scene so it's really good to see them uh hosting some events and you know stepping it up and doing some things for our local pool yeah yeah big big kudos to them
5: well, I think uh, that about does it. I really want to thank you, Brandon, for joining us, and I wish you a lot of luck here at the Expo. Great.
6: Thank you, Allison. It's always good to see you, and uh, thank NYC Grind and AZ Billiards and uh, American Billiard Radio for all you guys do. Thank you very much.
5: All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for joining us, and I will be back with more stuff here at the Expo, and we're going to be covering all four days of the event on nycgrind.com. So... We'll be back. I'm signing out for pull on the Grind here on AmericanBilliardRadio.com.
7: Welcome back to American Billiard Radio. This is the Legends and Champions Report brought to you by Neal's Garage Cabinets of Mesa, Arizona. I'm your host, Mark Cantrell, and I'm going to be joined by uh, Mr. Mike Houghton as well, uh, he can act as a, a producer for us a little bit here, but he will be jumping in and out as uh, if he has any questions as we go. And we're also joined by the newly selected captain of the European Moscone Cup team, uh, Mr. Marcus Shamat. How are you doing, Marcus? How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing fine. I'm doing great. Good. All right, Uh, Marcus. congratulations. Uh, I know you're in Sweden right now, and you're you're busy doing other things, but uh, congratulations on being selected as the captain for the European team.
4: Thank you so much. Uh, I'm really happy over over this. It's it's great for me personally and for, uh, you know, being part of this huge event this year coming up in December.
7: Cup. Yeah, I heard something today um, that you have such a love for this event. On the 20th anniversary, you flew out from Sweden to attend it. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh,
4: you know, it's been a part of my career. Huge. I've been I've been a player six times at the Moscone Cup. I mean, you know, emotionally and. It lifted me as a player, and it did a lot for me. So when they celebrated 20 years, I felt like uh, I wanted to be there. And it was really weird being there without playing, you know. But it's, <laughs> it's still, like, I can enjoy it so much. And, uh, well, it's, it's just a great event. And to be part of it again, it's just an uh, amazing feeling actually.
7: Well, you're part of the Musconi family, aren't you? You know, I think everybody who's played or participated in one way or another has, has got... Uh, uh, you know, uh, a little something that most of the people don't have. So, you know, it's good that you were appreciate the event and, and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. but look, let me ask you, how, how did this happen? How did it come about that you became the captain? Uh, did you apply for the job? Did somebody nominate you? Or just did you get a phone call?
4: Well, actually, uh, I heard... Uh, After after last year's Moscow Cup, uh, I think Johan resigned from the from the job as a captain, and uh, obviously they had some meetings. So what are going to do next year? And they come up come up a few names. I don't know exactly what other names came up, but uh, I guess my my name came up from a few players and match room I guess so. uh, They had a selection and and you know they they look over the options, and I'm I'm happy they came. To to where my name was came up as the the pick, so uh, I'm really really happy about that. My my name come up from from the players also. That's big for me. I want the I want the players behind me, and obviously it seems like uh, uh, you know the names came up from my name came up from the players, which is big. I'd rather have my name come up from the players and from the you know, some some media or somebody that have nothing to do with uh, with playing or being involved in the tournament. So that's great.
7: Okay, yeah, because you have also, as you mentioned, you have a history with the most scorny cup. Yeah, I played in it six times. I
4: won only once. <laughs>
7: only and only. But I would
4: remember remember win when, when we won 2002 with uh, with Steve Davis in the team. Um. Uh, it's just it's just a different event it's it's uh any player who plays they say the same thing it's like when you become a father you say you you would die for your for your uh, for your kid i would obviously die for my son too but uh when when you play the music of it's big difference so uh that that's that's what i can say about the event it's just huge huge privilege to be involved in that kind of event and i played in it six times and uh, to be as a captain this year will be uh, different, but still, still I'm going to be involved, and I'm going to put 110% of my my effort to, to
7: to try to win this year again. Well, you know you've got big shoes to fill. I mean, Johan, <laughs> I, I mean, we, we, we all know what Johan has done uh, over yeah. the past few years for the European team. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You, and you guys are different personalities. You know, and, um, yeah. Everybody who uh, I told to says you're a more uh, amped-up version of your Yeah. Do you? What do you yeah. plan? Do you see yourself doing anything different? Uh,
4: you won. I mean, it's crazy. He won it seven times in a row. I mean, well, uh, one time they drew the, the the match, and seven times that's unbelievable to to fade. For my own pay. I, I was I couldn't sleep, and I was thinking, everything I have I have to lose. If I don't win, it's gonna be like a failure. He took over, and I'm gonna lose. That's why I was thinking, going through my mind, you know. But all I can do is try to prepare. You know, I, I'm gonna try to study a little bit about being a being a leader, being a captain, because that's something new for me. But obviously, I have the heart and, and drive for 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 the team. I don't have to worry about that part part I, I have to study a little bit about being a captain, being a leader. You know, I'm a I'm a really good team player. I can play a team, but this year I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play. But it's be I want to be like a one of the six, one of the team. So we'll see. It, you know, when I when I get down and and study a little bit how I'm gonna approach the the team. But I think uh, you know I think it will turn out good.
7: Yeah, well, you know, everybody—well, pretty much everybody—wishes you the best of luck, you know, with that Except for the, <laughs> probably some of the USA fans. Uh, nobody uh, wants to see uh, the USA team destroyed. But you know, on the other hand, it's uh, like I say—you've got uh, big shoes to fill, and you—and you know, you and the team have to put everything you've got into it. Um, and I, I, I think that you, I, I'm not sure the the transition between that Johan calm and you be more amped up, it might be a nice refreshing change. Yeah,
4: I mean, uh, like you said, we're two different person- personalities. He's never, he's, I don't know if he's played or played, he's used to coach, or oh, yes, yes, but he, he can, he's older than me. I'm still quite young, but uh, I mean... He has learned a lot more about being coaching and being captain, all this stuff. I know how it feels to be a playing a team. I played the Scandinav Cup six times. I played for Sweden many times. I know about the team, uh, how it works and stuff. So that's nothing new for me. It's just a uh, matter of getting the guys together and everybody can can uh, can play their best at, at this uh, event in, in December. I mean. That that's what that's what it's all about, you know. Get it. Try to get the players to to achieve their best in in, in December. From for my opinion, that's what I have to. That's my goal. You
7: touched on it a little bit before. Are you are you doing anything uh, personally in your mind to prepare for for this? Well, because right now, you know.
4: at at the moment, I'm just talking to myself when I go to sleep and like, what am i going to do? What am i going to do? But. First of all, I gotta see which what's the players, and then I have to approach them, you know, like personally, you know, uh, trying to get uh, a feel for a little bit, and then we we work together, we get together, and uh, we'll we'll be as a team when we come to to Vegas in December, you know. Uh, I'll do it my 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 way, and then we'll, we'll see. I mean, I don't think Master picked me for 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 just for being a. a a clown out there, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm picked because I think most of the players, uh, they like me as a competitor, they like me as a player, and and friends, we're we're friends. You can say all the pool players are friends, but we compete. It's like being colleagues, business partners. You know, we, we all know each other for a long time in Europe, so I know them, I see them every every other tournament, so you know, we get a feel for each other, it's no problem.
7: Well I've got I've got a, a tough question for you, I think, here. Um, okay. As, as you know this in the selection process there's three that get uh that qualify from you know, points events and then there's two that will be a captain's pick. So okay. which two players do you want on your team no matter what? Now, remember, they could qualify, but if they don't qualify, you're gonna make sure they get on the team through the captain's pick. Who would they be? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's a good one, isn't it?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as of now, you know, I'm playing tournaments in Europe and soccer, and of course, all the players know now that I'm gonna be captain, and you know, of course, this this question is gonna pop pop out, but I think most most of the years in the Cup, I think the players pick themselves. You, you know what I mean? If you look throughout the years, you have five players in each team. Usually they pick themselves. I'm looking at the perspective from the European side. You know you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I you're looking I at their... a, 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 you, you know, I, I'm looking at... Usually the players pick themselves. You know? And I'm not going to go in and say, oh, this player is my favorite. if he's not playing good... Throughout the year, he's not going to be picked, and I'm not going to pick it. You know, it's very simple. Because I'm, I'm looking. I am, if I'm going to captain, and I'm going to have the best players play for. So I'm not going to lose. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to win all sets just as much as the other ones. Then you have to have the players who who is performing the best. It's very simple. And I, I have the, you know, I have the choice now to choose if I get the, if I get to pick two players. The ones I think it's performing the best. It's very simple. It's nothing. Per- it's nothing like like you say. You want two names, or it's very hard to say. You know, if if they're not performing well, then they're not
7: not going to able to play in the team. I when when does it? Uh, when is the last qualifying event? I I guess the question I'm asking is, when do you have to start looking at who the think, wild cards are? Uh, um. When is the last qualify round?
4: I think after uh, after the U.S. Open,
7: Bumble Championship. Then, uh, okay, think so open. that's the last one for the Europeans as well man. Okay. Yeah,
4: yeah.
7: So that's the same as uh, the U.S.A. So at that point, everybody will know who's actually qu- the, the top three who's qualified, and then it's down to um, yourself and Mark Wilson and... Maybe Matt, true uh, my, you know, have some advice uh, to decide yeah. where, where you're going to go next. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's um, the, the only other thing I guess. I the only other question I've got is: do the USA genuinely, based on this past the past performances? No matter what uh, team the USA feel, do they actually have a chance of winning? Um, and the, the USA being at home, if we can get a big home crowd advantage, right? We've got, like it was in Blackpool, I don't know if you watched any of that, uh, but, I mean, it was just loud and crazy on you know the European side. It's the yeah. USA come with a big home crowd, do you think that that's something that can definitely make a difference?
4: Well, I, I was in Vegas, uh, like you said, uh, two years ago when when uh, was in Vegas. It was at the MGM. I mean, there was a big crowd. You know, it, they did not go crazy like they did in, in Blackpool on you know, the English crowd. You know, the main of the audience was, was from the states, so. Uh, of course, it's advantage to be uh, in the states, playing in the states, uh, not in in uh, in England. I think you know uh, they're used to. It. There was three last year. It was three guys from England playing in the team, and they were playing in England, so they felt like home, probably. You know, there was special audience over there in England. So
7: well, I think all of Europe is the same way. I've said this before. The and, and I think it stems from soccer. Uh, you know, yeah. people go, they get used to chanting and singing songs and being loud and boisterous, and that's just how it's done. And then in America, it doesn't seem, it seems like people are a little bit more reserved, which, you know, it's a little bit surprising to say that, because everybody talks about loud Americans and how the Europeans or English people are more reserved but yeah, it's actually the other way around with uh, with sporting events. The
4: America, the, the Americans get kind of loud, but it's really hard to compare to the English crowd. They they get really crazy. Not only the Moscone Cup. I mean, look at the the foot, the soccer, the soccer uh, matches over in Europe. They go crazy. Really, it's different. I say
7: I I think that if the USA can bring a, a good home crowd and make some noise. I think it's yeah. definitely going to make a difference to the... I'm going to say it's going to make a difference to the entire outcome, but it'll make a difference because the Europeans, whenever they've been here, either, well, they've either been in Europe with everybody chanting on their side, or here with a small amount of fans that are louder than the Americans. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. That's something I guess we'll have to see, right? yeah.
4: I mean, uh, when, when I was gonna play in 2002, when I was gonna play the, the match to get us on the hill in our historical win against, uh, the state, we were playing in Batman Green in, in London. It was so much crowd, they had to carry me down to the, to the pool table. I was gonna play Nick Warner in, and I won that match to put us on the hill. So there was a, you know, the, the crowd is not like in, in England. The crowd is not like any other crowd. So it's very hard to compare. But I think the 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 crowd will be on uh, the American side now when it's going to be in Vegas, and they need a little support. And they have some defeats now, so you know I think yeah. they need some support here from from the from back home.
7: Well, I um I spoke to uh, Matt's room, uh earlier today, and they've already they've already sold over a thousand tickets. And how many months are we away? Um, Eight months away? We're in, yeah. Um, So, now when to say a thousand tickets. I think they're looking at getting a thousand uh, seats filled every day. I think a thousand tickets means a ticket per session, you know, know, like they do with a snooker or uh, uh, things like that. I'm not sure if they're doing a morning session, an afternoon session, or each day is a session. So, uh, but we've got thousands of tickets sold and, uh, you know, they're still out now. Um, you can get those tickets just for anybody who's listening since they are going so early. I know they went much faster, uh, when it was in Blackpool, but the tickets you can get at Tropicana.com, Uh, the, uh, Tropicana's website, go on there. Uh, I'm sure that uh, it'll be self-explanatory as to how you can buy your tickets and get before it's uh, sold out. If you're interested in going, um, but that, that's about it. Do you have anything you'd like to add, uh, Marcus? Or
4: I guess we're gonna when we get close we'll we get together again and have some words when the when the players sign up and stuff. You know, when we get the players signed up, we have some uh, comments. Regarding them, I guess you know, and both from your side and uh, from the from American team and the European team, I guess you know it's going to be interesting to follow who's going to be
7: uh, who's going to be in the team.
4: I don't I have no clue yet. There's nobody in in guaranteed. I guess.
7: <laughs> I know that. I know that's the that's the fun part. I'm I'm enjoying it actually with the way the match have kind of done these uh, rankings, their own rankings The each, Europe and the USA, can look and see the Metro Rankings. And if you've got a favorite player, you can root for your favorite player and keep your eye on them and watch how they're doing. At, like the, the mm. Super Billion Expo is on right now. And that's mm. one of the events. So mm. um, he, he, I think it's great a little bit. Gonna, as, as we get closer as well, and if mm. things are tight and close, I think people are going to uh, be paying attention to those points. Yeah, that's true.
4: It's gonna be interesting to follow and see who who will get in. I mean, I, I'm I'm really tense for this. I mean, I have no clue yet. And then, <laughs> of course, I've, well, I mean, look in in American ranking. It's really hard to to follow too. Who's gonna to go through? So,
7: you know. yeah. Well, I, you know, the point where the point system is. You know, the smaller events are worth less points. There's so somebody who could have done really well in the first three events, and somebody can win or do well in two and maybe pack them. you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. if there's more international players and things like that or the larger purse. So no, nobody knows at this point, uh, other than the wildcard picks, that you could have in your own head and say, these. I want these two guys... Irregardless of anything else, uh, that's the people that I want to play. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll see. Marcus, thank you very much for your time. We do appreciate it. Thank you. It. And uh, good luck to you. And uh, okay. Yeah, that's it. Appreciate your time, my friend. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Bye. Well, that's it from uh, Marcus Schmatt. Uh I don't know. I think there's a little bit of a time lag. Uh, uh, since he's in Sweden, uh, but uh, hopefully to answer some questions, as I always say, hopefully answer some questions for some of you, and uh, we got a little bit of input from the new Team USA captain, Marcus Chmaitz. Uh, Mike Howson, thank you very much for help with the uh, production, and that will be it for this week's edition of the Legends and Champions Report, brought to you by. Yields garage cabinets of so Mesa Arizona on American Billiard Radio. This is Mark Cantrell. Take care.